1: Today, we'll be continuing our conversation about mental freedom with Dr. Ruby Powell. The voice of Dr. Ruby Powell has been heard as a corporate trainer, motivational and inspirational public speaker, and professional development empowerment coach, counselor and consultant, as well as a ministry leader and teacher. Wow, Ruby. Additionally, additionally, she is gifted in administration and organization, workshop leader, and curriculum developer. She is the author of Business and Spiritual Training Curriculum and Workshop Materials. She uses her gifts of coaching, counseling, and consulting to motivate and encourage life change in people, both naturally and spiritually. Dr. Powell is the Chief Executive Officer of Dr. Ruby E. Powell & Associates, LLC, You'll find her website at com, as well as the founder and executive director of the Oasis Empowerment Zone Incorporated, N-E-F-P, www.oasis, O-A-S-I-S, Empowerment, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T, Zone, Z-O-N-E.com. Dr. Ruby E. Powell and Associates, LLC, is a company that was designed to empower leadership in life and business through providing results-driven coaching, empowerment counseling, and solution-focused consulting with individual and group coaching programs, individual counseling, and business consulting. The Oasis Empowerment Zone, Inc., NFP, is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that was started to provide single mothers with encouragement and life empowerment through workshops, low to no cost, based on income, life and business coaching, and networking opportunities with other single mothers. The motto of the Oasis Empowerment Zone is, where dreams become visions, visions become goals, and goals become reality. The goal is to help lower-income single mothers to achieve self-sufficiency and go from minimum wage to middle class and beyond. A subsidiary of the Oasis Empowerment Zone, Inc., the Y-Mentor Program, Young Mothers Educational Network for Teaching, Outreach, and Resources, assists young mothers between the ages of 12 and 25 to receive individual strength-based, outcome-driven mentoring services from trained mentors. Dr. Powell has dedicated more than 30 years of her life to serving the needs of children and families plagued by abuse, neglect, mental illness, substance abuse, sexual abuse, and domestic violence. Ruby, you are a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation.
0: So am I.
1: I was so happy when you said yes to becoming a mental freedom ambassador is really what you are for me. You can add that to your (laughs) bio for the next person. When did you first learn the mental freedom principles?
0: I went through the training myself earlier in the year. I want to say it was April of 2023. I began using the model even with myself as I went through the training. So April of 2023.
1: Okay, thanks. For those who don't know, tell us what an empowerment coach is or what it means to you.
0: An empowerment coach is a person who can come alongside another person and help to encourage them in their, I can. And I say, I can with air quotes, because so often... We get bogged down by the worries of life, the concerns of life and all of the stuff that comes along with life and life can just beat us down. And an empowerment coach comes along and say, hey, what does it take for you to do what it is that you uh, desire to do? And then walk them along that path, reminding them that they can do and they can accomplish what they desire to accomplish.
1: That's awesome. How has mental freedom helped you in that work as an empowerment coach?
0: Mental freedom was really the breath of fresh air that I needed to put a shot in the arm of empowerment coaching. I have lots of principles that I've used throughout the years, but when mental freedom came along, categorically, these were things that I said, wow, yes, they are principles that I've used in different ways, different formats, but now there was more of a structure to it. It has really been the help that I needed to categorize the principles that I've been using. Terrific.
1: You mentioned that you applied this to yourself first. Can you tell us the impact mental freedom had for you personally and how?
0: Even after the first week of responsibility versus responsibility, as the parent of an adult daughter, as well as young adults, sometimes it's a little distressing when they have the expectations that you're responsible for everything that pertains to their life. When they're younger, the yes is easier, but as they get older and you're releasing them into their own independence and interdependence, I guess I should say interdependence leading to independence, it's a little bit more challenging helping them to understand that I am no longer responsible for those things that you should now be responsible for. However, if they are things that are tied to my peace, which is how I explain it to them, Versus being responsible, then I can make the choice to respond. I can make the choice to say, yes, I will pick up behind you if that's what's going to make me happy, but it's not my responsibility. And that was something that I've explained to them over and over and over again. And now I have a name for it for them. The principles just built upon each other, the unconditional trust challenge. That one was really an eye opener for me as well, because there have been times when I've been disappointed in life by people because they didn't do what I thought they should do. Now, (laughs) as a coach and a counselor, you would think that I would already have that conquered. I realized as we were talking through it and I began to think of situations that fit that particular challenge, I said, wow don't have this conquered. This is something that I really need to dive in. I just began to apply the principles to myself even before I could apply them to anyone else. It really helped.
1: That is so true. And I can share, and I know you know this because I just put it in our Mental Freedom Facebook group, that I struggled a couple of weeks back with an Unconditional Trust Challenge piece. It helped me to reach out to someone else who knows mental freedom to talk it through because I knew exactly where the problem was, but I couldn't see the path through it. The way that these principles were developed is they were all things that I struggled with as a counselor, as someone who's helping other people. If you're trying to pretend that you've got it all together, you're the person that mental freedom was designed for because we have a reason to pretend that we have it all together. We're the answer person, we're the person people come to for answers and we have them. What would they think of us if they saw us without the answers? mental freedom, like you say, can really help you work through those things that maybe you've kept secret from other people and maybe even yourself for some time. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's some real vulnerability and transparency there. So thank you for
0: that. Absolutely. And it lends to the conversation that I have with people all the time that even coaches and counselors need coaches and counselors. We haven't reached utopia. We still need help ourselves. That's right.
1: I know the answer to this is yes, you do use mental freedom with your clients. Can you tell us, because you are a counselor as well as a coach, do you find it works better in one arena than the other? Do you
0: use it in both places? I absolutely do use it in both places. I won't say that it works equally in each place. However, there are times when the principles are more effective when it comes to working with counseling clients. Coaching clients are a little bit different, but there are times when I have to pull in one of the principles. I may not go through the principles one through six with coaching clients. I may pick different principles as it fits the need. But with counseling clients, it's more effective to go one through six. And I take a principle for each session, starting with responsibility versus responsibility and go all the way down to appreciating the glow. It really depends on what arena I'm working in.
1: What are some of the challenges that you've addressed with mental freedom?
0: It really runs the gamut. I've worked with people who have had low to no self-worth Their self-esteem was really in the gutter because of past experience, because of life experiences, because of broken relationships. I've worked with people who were actually trying to start new careers and had challenges with feeling like they could really do it. Just kind of going back to bases and saying to them, where did you get stuck? What is the challenge that got you to where you are right now so that you don't have the ability to move forward? And then working through the principles from that. So those are just a couple of them. I work with a lot of women, especially executive women, who are not really satisfied where they are. What they've realized is that before they can get to the coaching, they need to go back and deal with some of the other stuff that came along that stopped them from being who they needed to be in the space of coaching. That's how my counseling program was founded. When I started the company, I originally didn't want to do counseling, even though I'm qualified and licensed and all of that. But once I realized that a lot of the problems that some of the executive women that I coach encounter stem from past trauma, It helps to build upon. And even when I take clients from counseling into the coaching program, I'm able to go back and remind them of those mental freedom principles. That's going to help them to propel even further.
1: Yes. Great. In the work that you've been doing, can you think of either types of people or particular issues that might not benefit from mental freedom sessions?
0: The only people that may not benefit from mental freedom sessions are those that are just resistant. Even though there are clients that come to counseling or come to coaching, some of them are still resistant. I don't think that it would just be a mental freedom stall. that will be a counseling or coaching stall altogether that they are not ready for the processes in which they've engaged in. That's the transparency that I have to have with them. I just don't think you're ready. Let's talk about coming back at another time when you may be ready. Those are the ones that it doesn't work for.
1: One of the things that I've found that I think is true, It can be worked on in counseling and maybe even coaching, but if someone comes to me and they're so busy pointing the fingers at everybody else, and that's why they're having their problems instead of being primed and ready to take that gasping look in the mirror sometimes because mental freedom is all about Speaking of empowerment coaching, mental freedom is all about empowering you by focusing on the one thing you can change, which is yourself. You're not going to change other people. So take your time looking at other people all you want. It's just an exercise of futility, but changing yourself. Now there's where the power is, as far as I can see.
0: Well, you know, I talk a lot about not playing the blame games.
1: Yes, I do. You wrote a book about it.
0: Pointing that finger. (laughs) I did. That fits right in right there.
1: Yeah. Have you or any of your clients experienced light bulb moments that you could tell the audience about, maybe one or two, without violating any confidentiality,
0: of course? Absolutely. I was actually working with someone maybe about five months ago, and there have been light bulb moments since then. But the one that really, really stood out to me was the progression from the unconditional trust challenge to the have to versus want to. We kind of honed in on unconditional trust challenge for a couple of weeks because they just couldn't get it. Why can't they do what I want them to do? Why does it always have to be about someone else? Why can't it be about me? They got stuck there. As we moved forward and we began to look at have to versus want to, that's when the light bulb came on. Mm. When I said them you have the same right and the same authority over your life to make the decision as to what you want to do for your own peace. I said, that's where we talk about, I have to do something versus I want to do something. Just because you don't want to do something, you have to give other people the same right. And they said, oh, is that (laughs) what you meant? Well, yeah, that's what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I just thought that that was a funny story, but it was really an aha moment. And I think that's when they really got it. And the rest of the sessions were easy peasy after that, because I kept taking them back to remember, you have the power. You have the ability. Yeah, that's right.
1: We are stronger than we know. We just have to step into it. We haven't been taught how to do that. Ruby, of all the things about mental freedom, what would you say is the thing that you like the best?
0: Do I have to pick one? (laughs) Well, not one principle. The thing that I like about it is the progression of the skills, starting at the very basic level and going all the way to the glow. I actually had the glow written on my whiteboard in my office with the gifts, the lessons, the opportunities and the wisdom. And someone walked in my office one day and saw it on the whiteboard and they said, what is that? I said, well, it's part of some principles that I work with in my coaching and counseling practice. They said, well, tell me more about it. And so we got into a whole discussion about appreciating the glow. It really sparked some motivation in them to do some things differently so that not even going through the whole mental freedom process, but it really gave them the idea that they are in control of how they think about the things that occur in their life. I love the progression from responsibility all the way to appreciating the glow.
1: Funny you mentioned that one because just yesterday I was having lunch with a friend who went through a horrific marriage and she just asked me at the end of our meal, so what exactly is mental freedom? Like, oh man, you asked me now and we got to go in 10 minutes, but I went through it like an auctioneer as fast as I could. She's somebody that's already involved in self-growth and development, but she was so bitter about the marriage and what she suffered through. And I talked to her about the glow. I said, what's the number of pain that you would give that experience from zero to a hundred? And she said, thousand. And I said, okay, you're not playing within my parameters, but I'll accept your thousand. And I said, and now I want you to think about Erica, her oldest child. And I said, what is the pleasure that you get from Erica? And I was going to go down through all four of her children and see if it added up to a thousand. And when I got to Erica, she said a million. And I said, okay, I don't have to go any further because if you didn't go through what you went through, you would not have Erica. You would not have Chrissy. You would not have Luke. And you would not have, I can't think of her other child, but she has four She stopped and she really thought about that. And she said, oh, my God, you're right. So I said, just accept that this was something you went through, but the benefits were beyond your wildest dreams. And she left there feeling a lot lighter. And it was just 10 minutes of conversation. That to me, if somebody says to me, what do I like best about mental freedom? There's actually two things. I like that you don't have to tell me what your problem is. If you want to tell me, I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy to give you the individualized processing that can come from sharing what's on your mind, but you don't have to tell me. If you have something that you have a vested interest in keeping secret, you can work these principles yourself. The other thing that I like about it is it's not forever. You don't have to sign up for counseling with me for the rest of your life. Six sessions will give you the basic principles and most people that's enough. And then later, mm-hmm. if they run into a situation that those principles, they're not sure how to apply it, like what happened to me a month ago, they reach out and they have another session just to get themselves back on track with the thing. And even it doesn't have to be a session because I have a Facebook group for all of my people and their people who want to join mm-hmm. and they can ask their questions in the Facebook group. So it's really making mental health accessible and mm-hmm. possible. And it's not just about not being mentally ill. It's about truly being mentally free, totally yes. different from the absence of mental illness. It's about
0: mental freedom. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Ruby, before we close? As you were talking about your lunch with your friend, I thought about the whole changing the narrative. It was the perfect opportunity for her to recategorize all the things that she went through like I said, there's really no one principle that I like more than other. I like them all because they all have their place and their purpose. And I love the way that you describe not needing to know the problem. I never really thought about it like that because I had never used the principles without knowing the problem. So that gives me yet another tool, another way to use mental freedom. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I especially use that in groups because in groups, you know, you may have this big hairy problem that you're dealing with. And in the group, you might share something that's not a big thing, but you can still apply the principles on your own to whatever it is that's really keeping you awake at night. I like that about it because there are people who won't go to a counselor because they don't want to rip their soul open. And I say, you don't have to rip your soul open for me. I'm not a rubbernecker at an accident. I don't need to see it. If you want to share it, I'm very happy to share with you what you've been through. And I can share it without any problem. I don't get shocked. I won't cry because of what you tell me. I will accept whatever has happened in your life, whatever you're dealing with. But I don't need to know it if you don't want to tell me.
0: That's insightful. Thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I just really appreciate you joining us today, Ruby. I want to thank you so very much.
0: Thank you for asking me. Of it's course. always my
1: pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. This concludes our focus on mental freedom and our fifth season. We will be taking a break in January. I hope you'll be back to join me in February when we'll be starting our sixth season of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then.
0: This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.